There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. It's Friday, July 8th. From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is the DMV Download, brought to you by the men and women of Steamfitters Local 602. Get an estimate and learn more at steamfitters-602.org. Today was a busy one on Capitol Hill, and the commanders are back in the news as owner Dan Snyder has offered to testify to a committee investigating sexual misconduct and workplace allegations within the team. WTOP's Mitchell Miller tells us this comes after Snyder all but ignored a subpoena. But just the fact that he would actually get before the committee, that would be a big get. And have you changed jobs lately? The latest jobs report finds America added more jobs than expected this month. WTOP's Melissa Howell joins us to share an expert's take on the great resignation. We're looking at about two jobs to every one employee that's in the market. So that just gives you an idea of how many folks have opportunities. Thanks for joining us. I'm Luke Garrett. And I'm Megan Cloherty. It's summer and Congress is flexing its investigative muscles, issuing subpoenas to get key players to go on the record. And two of the subpoenas worked. The first brought Commander's owner Dan Snyder to say he's willing to testify about allegations of sexual assault at the commander's front office. And the second brought Pat Cipollone, former White House counsel to then President Donald Trump, to Capitol Hill today. WTOP's congressional correspondent Mitchell Miller is here to explain this all to us. Mitch, thanks for being here. You bet. So let's start with the House Oversight Committee's investigation into the commander's owner, Dan Snyder. After being subpoenaed, Snyder's lawyers say he's now, you know, willing to testify. But before we get into all that, let's review what this investigation is really about. Right. So a lot of people wondering, why is Congress investigating a professional football team? Well, this all goes back to the issue of workplace misconduct, tie into the Me Too movement, all these concerns in connection with Congress about what was happening with the Washington commanders. Now, a lot of these allegations go back a long ways, but there's really two tracks here. One of them involves dozens, frankly, Uh, of allegations of sexual harassment of basically women who worked in the organization who said there was kind of this frat boy kind of heavy drinking, pushing women to do certain things that men wanted them to do, and that this was all just being part of the culture, a bad toxic culture with the commander. So that is the the thing that really kicked things off. And then uh, as that investigation moved forward, there was some concern about whether or not um, there was a shadow investigation being done by Dan Snyder and uh, whether or not they were actually trying to put legal pressure on some of these women, including former cheerleaders and former managers with the team to try to get them discredited. And then finally, the fact that there is one allegation uh, which Dan Snyder has denied Uh, made by Tiffany Johnson, who used to work in the organization, that he put his hand on her thigh and made some moves toward her at an event. And that is also under investigation right now, uh, separately by the NFL. You may recall a few weeks ago, we talked to Mitch about uh, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, who appeared remotely and uh, testified to the same committee. That was also the day they were expecting Dan Snyder, or he was supposed to testify. Today's news is basically that his lawyer, Mitch, is saying, "Okay, these are the days we're available. But I guess 
Someone who's tracking his yacht says it's still in Italy. So <laughs> I guess he'll, he'll be remotely testifying. But w- what are the days that they're offering and and what's the news today? Right. The fact that the lawmakers know that he's been basically traveling around Europe really kind of ticks them off. Uh, Carolyn Maloney, the chair of the House Oversight and Reform Committee, has made that very clear at the past hearing. And then you had, you know, as you mentioned, the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, spent a good amount of time answering questions from lawmakers. Frankly, I was surprised that he appeared at that hearing. I thought they they would try to delay it over time. Mm. But this is what uh, Dan Snyder has been doing. Now, this latest back and forth between the committee and his legal team essentially says that, you know, I was over here uh, on business, he says, uh, in connection with a variety of issues. Uh, He also says that his mother who died a year ago, there is going to be a special event in connection with her to commemorate her in Israel this month. But all of that said, the, the lawyers for Dan Snyder say he could join the committee on a Zoom call or virtually uh, sometime around July 28th or 29th, which would be right before Congress takes the final break uh, into August. So I think we're going to see a lot of back and forth again, and Mm. the committee is probably going to try to put pressure on him to testify. They do say the committee has uh, told WTOP that it has uh, received this letter and that it is going to be trying very hard to get him to testify. Now, what he will testify to. I think that's a big question as well. I think he's going to be lawyered up and there are going to be a lot of questions where he's going to say he simply can't answer those because they're under investigation. But just the fact that he would actually get before the committee, that would be a big get for the committee. Mm, mm. And now shifting to the second investigation, big investigation on Capitol Hill. That's the January 6th investigation committee. And just today, Pat Cipollone, you know, sat down to testify, not in prime time, not on cameras, but just to the committee. You know, who is this guy and what's at stake with his testimony? Well, the former White House counsel, Pat Cipollone, really came to uh, national attention, believe it or not, a long time ago, what seems like a long time ago, (laughs) it was only a few years ago, uh, during the first impeachment hearing uh, where he defended Uh, former President Trump in connection with the allegations related to Ukraine. Mm. Uh, Ironically, he was defending the president saying that essentially an impeachment would overturn the election results against former President Trump. Now he's in the interesting position of actually being defending the president in another case where there's allegations that an election was attempted to be overturned only by the former president. Now, all of that said, uh, Pat Cipollone, by all accounts, uh, or at least recent testimony from Cassidy Hutchinson, a former White House aide, is that he tried to push back on some of these wilder ideas that some of the inner circle uh, that former president had with Rudy Giuliani and others who wanted to overturn the election results. He was very cautious, apparently, saying that they needed to be concerned about legal uh, ramifications related to this. And then Cassidy Hutchinson, with her explosive testimony, stated that he at times actually confronted former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows during the January 6th insurrection saying, we've got to talk to the president, we've got to stop him. Uh, He also said that they could get in huge legal trouble, according to Hutchinson, uh, if everybody went down to the Capitol as they ultimately did. So this is why the committee really wants to get at the heart of what he knows. Now, the fact that he was the former White House counsel does mean there are legitimate issues related to 
executive privilege. So there are things that where he talked directly with the president, he's not necessarily going to be able to state what he said to the president or vice versa, but he can confirm some of the things that Cassidy Hutchinson said. Do you think it's because of that executive privilege? That's why it was behind closed doors, Mitch? Yeah, absolutely. I think what's going to happen because this was behind closed doors, we're probably going to see parts of his testimony rolled out in the final two hearings, which will be next week, public hearing. Mm -hmm. So I think there are, you know, as I mentioned, really major issues related to executive privilege. Sometimes the former president has just tried to throw a blanket out there. But this is a case where there are definitely those type of issues. And the committee is sensitive to that. And they wanted to get his testimony So there was some give and take to make sure that he can say what he feels he can legally say without jeopardizing uh, anything that he did in connection with the president. Continuing with our look ahead, you were writing for WTOP that Governor Glenn Youngkin uh, might be stumping for GOP candidates around the country. And there are whispers in opinion columns. Apparently, he might be considering a run for president in 2024. Um, What are you hearing about that? Well, as uh, my colleague uh, Nick Ionelli has also looked into this quite a bit, and it's interesting that this just kind of popped up in the last few weeks, and it basically came about because Glenn Youngkin went to New York and he raised a lot of money with some mega donors, and that got people buzzing about, oh, is he now already looking at the national political scene? Mm. And I, I think part of the reason for this is Uh, Virginia and New Jersey are the only states that have gubernatorial races in the past year. And obviously, he got a lot of attention because he was able to raise a ton of money. And he upset Terry McAuliffe, a well-known political name in Virginia, in that governor's race. So a lot of people are looking, frankly, to kind of glom off of him a little bit. They think that he can raise money for GOP candidates and also maybe show that there's a little wiggle room in connection with former President Trump. As you'll recall, he sort of distanced himself from the former president and was able to walk this political tightrope while at the same time really hitting strong on issues that a lot of people were concerned about uh, in connection with the pandemic, about school boards and uh, critical race theory. Mm -hmm. A lot of these issues he's really leaned into hard and many Republicans and strategists on the GOP side are impressed with what he's been able to do. Now, a lot of people say, wow, this is way too early uh, for him to be thinking about a presidential run in 2024. But uh, some have also said this could also be stirring the water a little bit for a potential Virginia U.S. Senate run Mm -hmm. uh, down the line. So we'll have to see what happens. But uh, clearly, um, Glenn Youngkin is kind of the flavor of the moment for the Republican Party right now. Things slow down in Washington toward the end of July and and August, but not for Mitch Miller on Capitol Hill. Thank you so much for joining us today. You bet. And after the break, thinking of a new job? You're not alone. We hear from WTOP's Melissa Howell on how the Great Resignation is taking shape in our area. Backed by the experience of its hardworking members, Steamfitters Local 602 is ready to take on your next commercial heating, cooling, HVAC, or refrigeration project. Steamfitters Local 602 adds value to our community through its partnerships with local contractors and building owners, all while keeping the focus on improving the lives of its members and their families throughout the DMV. For work that's on time and on budget, go to steamfitters-602.org to schedule your next project. That's steamfitters-602.org. Steamfitters Local 602 changing lives. 
Thanks for listening to the DMV Download. If you like the podcast, head to our show page, give us a rating, and leave a review. We read all of them and use the suggestions to improve this show that we're so proud of. It also helps other listeners find this, our region's only local daily news podcast. Thanks for making us a part of your day. The labor market is strong, and the jobs, they're out there. The Labor Department's June report found employers added 372,000 new jobs, continuing a streak of gains that have boosted the economy. Meanwhile, the unemployment rate really stayed about the same, which indicates that people are moving from one job to another. WTOP's Melissa Howell is joining us now on Zoom, and she spoke today with George Washington School of Business professor Christopher Kays about this report and what it means. What was his takeaway from all these numbers? Right. So when we're looking at the numbers, they're pretty astounding, right? I mean, historic numbers, you're looking at 43 million people over the last two years that have left their jobs. A lot of economists were surprised by this thing called the labor participation rate, which was actually down this last month. And that's the number of people that are employed, plus those seeking employment. What this is showing is that more and more people are continuing to leave their jobs. In fact, uh, some of the research shows that between 30 and 40 percent of those interviewed are expecting to leave their jobs in the next six to 12 months. So what is causing this? Folks are looking for things and jobs, opportunities that are going to give them more opportunities to learn and grow, that are going to make more for a work-life balance. So they're really looking for places of work where they can fulfill their purpose, where they can have work that's meaningful, where they're treated well by their bosses. And some industries that you probably wouldn't expect are actually growing. Leisure, you know, hospitality, despite the market, there is more hiring going on in those industries. But it seems to be more about, I just want to have time with my family. Mm -hmm. Mm. Right. And this gets to this kind of concept of the great resignation, which I believe it's been deemed. Uh, The great resignation refers to the fact that over 4.3 million people have voluntarily left their jobs in the last Uh, per month in the last few years. So 4.3 million people have voluntarily quit their jobs in May alone. And that's about 46 million people over the last year. And so are certain sectors seeing more people move to others? I know you mentioned hospitality. Any others? Absolutely. So some parts of the business sector as well are seeing more folks come into the market. Now, what this is doing, um, it's creating more opportunity for folks to have more of a selection, I guess you could say. So whatever that opportunity might be, as long as it does allow for better bosses, better pay, things like that, it's definitely at this point, it's all free game. So even with pay increases of about 5% over the last three months, it's still just not enough to bring in workers who are seeking more from the workplace today. I wonder how much of this, I mean, it kind of seems like an obvious thing to say, but because so many of us were working from home for a while, that really changed right? the whole landscape of hiring and and taking a new job and what you want from a job. You mentioned the reasons just having more of a work-life balance, but did did he say anything else that people were looking for? Yeah. So after experiencing something like working from home, creating your own schedule and the benefits from that, a lot of folks are putting top of mind things like I might not like my boss or I might want to spend more time with my kids or get better pay. Right. So all these things that make up a job and a good work environment, Mm -hmm. folks are putting more weight on those kinds of factors. Mm. So in other words, the workers still have power. Is that accurate to say? It's absolutely accurate to say. And even in this market, he expects it to continue. He said, even if we head for a recession, we're still going to see the market lean towards employees and work out in their favor. There's also a number of demographic factors that are affecting how many people we have in the workforce. So uh, decreases in the number of immigrants, 
a lot of people retiring, slower birth rates are all impacting the fact, it just confirms the fact that there are fewer employees seeking jobs out there. So right now, we're looking at about two jobs to every one employee that's in the market. So that just gives you an idea of how many folks have opportunities out there when it comes to this current labor market. And obviously, the great resignation is not a new concept. The shift has been going on for a while. Um, what did Professor Kays have to say about just the numbers here? Because I, I think you were mentioning it's it's pretty astounding. Absolutely. So when you look at over the last two years, when we've been going through the pandemic, 4.3 million people a month have been leaving their jobs. So that adds up to about 46 million people over the last two years. And to think that something like this, the Great Resignation, is going to continue is pretty astounding. Mm. Wow. So what I'm hearing is I need to ask for a raise. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the driver's seat right now. So yes. <laughs> Melissa Howell telling us how we can all kind of maybe ask for a little more, a little more flexibility at work. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks, guys. And before we go, Megan, I've got two words for you. Honeydew poop. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that might be the best sentence we've ever said on this podcast. What the heck are you talking about? It's definitely up there. Okay, so let me back up here. It all has to do with the spotted lantern fly. They're an invasive insect here in our local area. Yes. Mostly in Maryland and Virginia. And they can do a number on crops like grapes, fruit, any of the good stuff. They can basically destroy crops. And they're an insect from China. And agricultural inspectors and experts want you to keep an eye out. Oh. Yeah. Okay, what do they look like? So (laughs) they're about thumb-sized. Um, and they are they're, half. They're thumb size, thumbish size. Now, not like don't don't Jeez. take me to the court on that. But, okay. Um, you know they're they're that size, kind of maybe cicada ish sized. Yikes. And uh, they're half red, half gray, and the red portion of their body has like spots on them. So you know they're they're pretty noticeable. So if you see them, take a photo. You know, Google spotted lantern fly. Put your state there, and you can find some places to submit them. Huh. And they're very dangerous to crops in two ways. And this is where the honeydew poop comes in. <laughs> I was I'm waiting gonna, for I'm going to bring, yeah, bring it back. Yeah. So obviously if they like chomp at the crops, that's not good for them. That stunts the growth. But the main way that they really hurt local crops here is that they poop this thing called honeydew. And, you know, it's a sweet thing. And so it really makes mold grow on the crops. And then that mold like really decimates crops. So wow. there we go. That's the full circle story. Uh, I was not today. expecting what you just said. Well, I mean, listen, it's a Friday treat. <laughs> I was expecting you to tell me about your weekend plans or something. And you come at me with a large beetle sized honeydew pooper. Boom. There you go. Woo. That'll All right. Do it for us today. That will. It's, <laughs> thanks for joining us for the DMV download. Sponsored by Team Fitters Local 602. Our managing editor is Craig Schwab, and our music is by Real World. Give us a review and rate our show if you get the chance. Follow us on social media where we post content every day. And there's also a survey out there that you can take and let us know how we're doing with this show. Also, if you see one of those things, please send us a picture because I can't wait to see it. The DMV Download is a product of WTOP News. Listen on 103.5 FM in D.C., 107.7 FM in Virginia, 103.9 FM in Frederick, online at WTOP.com and on the WTOP News app. Have a good weekend.